Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. On a rainy Wednesday night, right? Thankful that you guys came out. I know some of you guys, just the rain could make it out. So glad that you're watching on the stream. Anytime you can't make it, obviously we love being together. There's something better. Uh, something about coming together corporately. And then if you can't, then join us on the stream. Um, aren't you glad for a praise and worship team? Wow. Wednesday nights, just the right time. Just appreciate them. Uh, it was, uh, we've got a guest here tonight. I'll introduce in a minute, uh, Ron. And so Ron's been a part of tree for a long time. Uh, I think we figured out with our math, hands and toes, uh, fingers and toes, 24 years. Um, I just decided I was five when you started coming. Uh, Okay, no, not really, but a little older than that. But when uh, worship was going on, I I told Ron, the first two songs our worship team that we sang tonight, first two songs our worship team had written. And just talking about there's such a great spirit here. Did you pick, did you get get that? You feel that too? So thankful for the environment created by all of you as well, uh, hungering and thirsting after God and then being led uh, by the worship team. And then he said, I remember when Pastor Cody had dreadlocks. And so you have been around a long time. Wow. I don't know if you can picture him with dreadlocks, but it's true. And so um, I say that Ron's part of the family, so he's not a guest speaker. He is a member of Tree Alive for 24 years, and so uh, worked a lot with my dad and my mom, and then I have the privilege of working with him in this capacity. Many, many trips to Mexico. He's built many churches. Tree Alive has built many churches in Mexico with Ron. Uh, if you come on Wednesday night when I do the water baptism, I a lot of times tell the story about a water baptism experience in Mexico. That was with uh, Ron in that particular village, and so a great relationship. Love his heart for ministry and for this church. Super Super excited. Don't want to take up any more time. Let's give a big welcome home, Tree Life. Welcome to Ron Wallachy. Good evening. It's very good to be here. And um, how many of y'all know me? I'm just curious. Um, amen. I've dealt with a lot of Tree Life people over the decades. Amen. Uh, but his, his father was a mentor to me back in the day when I really needed one, amen, still need one, but back then it was, it was a real uh, God thing, and, uh, and so, you know, but we, we go on, we grow, we progress, we go deeper with God, we become, uh, we understand how the kingdom of God operates more and more, which is, I believe, extremely important in these days that we live, Amen. 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 I, I just don't want to stay where I was 20 years ago or 30 years ago. I've been in Mexico 31 years. I've been preaching for 35 years. I've been serving God for about 39 years. And, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't been repentant that I got saved. I never woke up in the morning and said, man, I wish I wasn't saved. Amen. You ever wake up in the morning and say, man, that was a bad decision to get saved. I, I wish I was still lost and going to hell. That, that never occurred to me. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're saved? How many are glad you're saved this evening? Amen. How many are glad your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Amen. How many are glad that Jesus has a special place for you? How many believe God, is, he says, I must go and prepare a place for you and me? Well, I, you know, I've dedicated my life to ministry and in Mexico and, you know, building the church, expanding the church, preaching the gospel, casting out demons, you know, whatever it takes to get the job done. I'm, I'm committed. I'm, I'm too far into this. Amen. I, there's, there's, I, I, there's no way out. That's a good place to be, isn't it? Amen. And, 
And you know, and God can start trusting us with the keys to the kingdom. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to get us to a place where he can trust. He says, I can trust you now. I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. What you bind on the earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose in heaven will be loose on the earth. He says, here are the keys. That's where, that's where he wants to get us to. He just don't want to stay in this infantile stage, but he wants to mature and grow us. And he wants to show us great things, but we need to, we need to put ourselves in line where God wants us. We need to be doing what God wants. And it's not always easy. I mean, like I said, I've been in Mexico 31 years, and not every day of them 31 years in Mexico has been a piece of cake, right? I mean, who wants to live in Mexico for 31 years? Okay, not everybody at the same time, at least. (laughs) But uh, so it's been good, you know, when, and I'm very involved in church planning, and I've I've been part of uh, raising up 35 churches, and um, I've finished four of them this year. And I was just started on a fifth, and uh, I I just kind of did a rough calculus on how many people I prayed to, for it to get better. And again, I believe over thirty thousand people in that time have prayed. You know, just a conservative number. You know, you you've been there thirty-one years. You're praying with at least a thousand people a year to get saved, amen, or more. And you know, what, and somebody says, "Well, what are you endeavoring to do in Mexico?" And Basically, I endeavor to change the spiritual atmosphere over Mexico. Right? I mean, if we can change the spiritual atmosphere over where we live and where God's placed us, it's, it's a lot easier to lead that person to Christ. Right? I mean, that's what you're endeavoring to do here in New Braunfels, to change the spiritual atmosphere over New Braunfels, to allow the Holy Spirit to move or to change the spirit atmosphere over your family, your, your loved ones, or where God has you. So somebody asked me, well, what do you want to do? I want to change the spiritual atmosphere over where God has placed me in Mexico. I live in northern Mexico, and it, it's been decimated by the drug war. And, and, you know, people have gotten all kinds, gotten involved in all kinds of junk and opened themselves up to, you know, demonic stuff and I'm just want to you know open them up to the spirit of God because where the spirit of God is there's freedom amen Amen. and you know where we go we bring that spirit where I go I endeavor to bring the spirit of God and I have to remind myself that sometimes all right Ron amen I walk out and I open the door and I just look at impossibilities in the in the natural Right? How many felt like that? You, you just, I thought, man, this is, God, are you with me? Are you sure you want me here? Right? Well, you know, we don't live by feelings. We live by faith. We live by the word of God. You know, we, we, sometimes you got to just say, you know, mind, disconnect. And connect with your heart and what's God speaking to your heart. And what you feel in here, people need to feel out there. The presence that you have here, God's omnipresent, he can be anywhere. Amen. And so I've gone in some impossible areas in the natural. What I just perceive, I, I didn't perceive anything of God in that place. And I start releasing the presence of God. And you can do the same. You have the same Holy Spirit dwelling, residing on the inside of you. Where you go, you bring life. 
where you bring, you dispel darkness, where you bring, you can bring change, you can bring healing, where it says where the river of life goes, that brings healing. That river of life, there used to be a song back in the 70s, there's a river of life flowing out of me. Amen? How many remember that song? Maybe you saw it on History Channel or something. <laughs> Amen? But you know, biblically, it's, it's that river's flowing out of us. But tonight, I want to just hear a couple of things. I've been up in the States, I've been down in Mexico, and back and forth, back and forth, and I'm finding a hunger in a lot of these churches here in the States. I've just did this gigantic trip across the Midwest, and I, in East Texas, and Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, and, and I'm finding that people are hungry for the things of God. I find that refreshing. I feel that, find that exhilarating. But I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God moves where there's hunger. God moves where there's brokenness. And God moves where there's faith. Amen? I minister in the prison in Mexico, which is just a wild experience. I don't have enough time to tell you about it. But you walk into a prison in Mexico, you know you're in prison, Right? Amen, can, can we relate to that? I mean, I, I go into this prison and I walk through all these checkpoints. It's like built in the 1800s and so it's very antiquated. And the last door they open, they say, adelante huerito, good luck. <laughs> and, and obviously I don't blend in that well there. And it occurs to me there's no guards. They're all up in the towers. They're not dumb. They're up in the towers with guns. Amen. And I'm surrounded by the worst of society. Amen. Just you, you just have, you know, you have all these people that were involved in all these crimes and murders and all this. And they're all looking at me. And I'm, you know, God bless you. Do live in Diga. And as I go across the yard, they're all looking at me. And in the distance, you can hear, they have a church there, and you can hear the praise and worship coming out of that church. And I think some of the biggest, the most manifested presence of God I have felt probably for 30 years have been within that prison. Because where sin does abound, so much more the grace of God abounds. Amen. And it's just, it's, it, 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 it draws me because you define broken and hungry people for God. It releases the anointing of God. And I, and I do crusades in there. And to have 250 men, you know, just ex-gang bangers, whatever, you know, just people involved in all this junk and murders. And I'm playing the keyboards and I look beside me and there's this, this guy from the, the mafia. He's playing the guitar. We're doing like, this is the day, this is the day. And I'm looking at, he's all tattooed up and I'm just thinking, this is, this is wild. This is wild. But that's the power of God that has come into his life. There is nobody God cannot reach and there's nobody that God cannot save. Amen. And these people, these are just people that have made wrong decisions. We've made wrong decisions. In our, who hasn't made a wrong decision? Who has? Don't raise your hand. Amen. But you know that blood of Jesus still has power. That blood of Jesus can still cleanse. 
that blood of Jesus can still change destinies and futures and, and erase the past. Well, I needed my destiny changed, I needed my future changed, and I needed my past erased, amen? And some of it, I'm looking at some of you, you're, you should be happy that your past has been erased, right? Amen? Amen? But anyway, so I want to just share, because we're on a limited amount of time, because I preached once in Mexico for four hours. I thought I was wonderful. <laughs> Nobody came back the next day, but for four hours, it was, it was like T.L. Osborne and Billy Graham all in one. If we could go to Mark chapter eight, verse 22, I wanna just show you some things about faith because we understand by the word that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? No matter how good we are, no matter what kind of sacrifice, no matter what kind of works we do, God is looking for men and women that believe him. And you don't, and the word says, if you had the faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you could change your situation. Amen. It says, and Hebrews says, by faith, by faith, they, they conquered kingdoms. By faith, the Red Sea opened. By faith, they received their debt again. And so I, you know, I think every generation has to reconnect with the power of faith. I live by faith. I need faith. I need God to show up. You need God to show up. Amen. We all need God, and, and God moves where there's faith. Amen? So how many of you believe that God can move in your life? How many of you need God to move in your life? Amen? So it says here in Mark 8, 22, and it says, And Jesus came to New Braunfels, and they brought, and they bring a blind man unto him, his friends bring this blind man unto Jesus and they besought Jesus to touch him. You know, the fame of Jesus went throughout the whole country of Israel. There was all kinds of different thoughts and ideas and who was this Jesus? I mean, they even said, he's a devil. The Pharisees and the people that were against Christ called him a devil, but there also was it, they said, there's this prophet that walks in the land of Israel, and if you can get to him, you can receive your miracle. Sometimes we need to find where Jesus is moving. We need to find where the glory of God's poured out. We need to find where this man Jesus is present, amen? And so they, 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 their friends brought this blind man to him, and it says, and Jesus, come here, Eunice, she said, I wasn't going to embarrass her tonight. So anyway, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and so Jesus took this blind man by the arm and led him out of the city. Thank you. The blind man didn't know where they were going. Amen. Sometimes to walk by faith, Jesus will take you to places you have no idea where you're going. I could write a book on getting led to places that I didn't want to be. Yeah. That blind man could have said, I ain't going with you. I don't know you. 
Amen? He didn't have to go. We don't, God will not force himself on us. He'll make his will known to us, but it don't mean we have to respond. A lot of people have not responded to the call of God. A lot of people say, no, I, I don't know you. What are you doing? Amen? It takes faith to be led by the spirit of God. We've received a spirit, we've received a measure of faith. We have that faith. And Jesus said, you have not received the spirit of, of what, of, I can't speak in English, of cobardia, of fear. Amen. I've just come out of Mexico, please, give me, give, cut me some slack. But a power. We receive the spirit of authority and power. That's what, that's what, if we could realize that, things would change in our lives. We have brother Walter Fleming over here. He, Walter, I went down to Mexico with Walter 31 years ago. I got stopped by the police and I broke down about 17 times along that highway. It's a miracle Walter didn't drive off and leave me there stranded on the side of the highway. But me and Walter were down there, and some people stopped me, and they said, there's a sick lady here. And I, in my broken Spanish, I said, okay. <laughs> and they hopped into my truck, and they pointed, and we're driving down this, this you've been in them little towns, and all of a sudden we come up to this little hut, and they all hopped out of my truck and we go in there and there's a demon-possessed lady sitting on a little chair speaking in tongues. And I thought, she don't look sick to me. She looks demon-possessed. They said, yes, do something, right? Amen? And so for about an hour, we came against them, that spirit that, was, that inhabited and possessed her and we got her set free, got her filled with the Holy Spirit. You could feel the glory of God come down. You could see the salvation. They're all talking in dialect. I have no idea what they're saying. And so I walk out to my truck, and then about 10 more people jump in my truck. And so I have about 20 people in my truck that has no missionary calling whatsoever. And we're going up this mountain. This is about 10 o'clock in the morning. And Walter Fleming's there, and we're having a crusade on top of the mountain. We have three or 400 people there, and this lady is testifying to everything. She's speaking Zapoteco dialect. I, haven't, I can barely speak Spanish. Amen. And so finally I said, what is she saying? She's saying, these guys prayed for me, got me delivered, saved, and I got my eyesight back. And the whole mountain erupted. It was like the book of Acts. I just stood back and watched God move in his power because he found people he could move through. Amen. So if God wants to take you by the arm, you might not understand where you're going. But what did the man receive? He took the man outside the city. And then he does something radical that I don't understand. He spits in the man's eyes. I'm open for any explanation on why he did that. 
Amen? But I know this. Jesus only did what he saw the Father God do. Right? That's what the word says. And if you study history, you can see in that area that people believed there was healing properties in the saliva. Amen? I, I don't know. And Jesus puts his hands on this man, prays for the man. He says, do you see now? You see, I, he says, I see my sight is still blurry. And I thought, man, this is the Lord Jesus manifested in the, in the flesh, praying for this person. And he's still not completely healed. You have a blind world, you see, you have a person that sees blurry and you have Christ manifested in the flesh and he says, what do you see? And that gives me hope. And so he lays his hands back on the blind man and the man's completely restored. What, I say to, what I'm trying to say to you, maybe you need another touch from God. Maybe you need another encounter with the Holy Ghost. I know I do. Amen? Maybe I, I just see, you know, I don't see clear. I need another touch from God. How many need another touch from God? How many need that God move? God, God, God I, I felt you, I sensed you, I, I know you're moving in my life, but again, put your hands on me, breathe on me, do something in my life. I think we're so, com we conform to so little. And once you experience the power and glory and miracles and see people change and set free and just lifted up, you, you just can't, you just can't come, go back to where you were. When you have a spiritual experience, you're changed forever. Amen? Amen? You'll never be the same. Amen. And so Jesus heals the man. And the story continues since we're on limited time. And as Jesus and disciples are walking down the road, he turns to them and says, who do men say that I am? Amen? Who do men say that I am? That question is still asked today. Who do men say that I am? And they said, well, you're John the Baptist risen from the grave, or you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets that's come back from the grave. And, and Peter... Peter says, you are the Christ, the anointed one, the Lamb of God, the one that we've waited for, the King of kings and Lord of lords. You're what we hope for. You're the, you're the, this, you're the blessed hope. And I thought, why Peter? This big mouth, amen? This man that cusses, that pulls out his sword and tries to chop the guy's head off, denies Christ. I thought, Peter, is there any Peters in here? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Amen. And then, then God says, well, remember when Jesus preached and said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can't be my disciple. And it said, many of the disciples of Christ went back and he turned to the 12 and he said, will you go also? What did Peter say? We have left all. When you leave something for the kingdom of God, 
God will bring something extraordinary into your life. Amen. We think, my God, am I, this is, this is a lot to leave. God will multiply in this world and the world to come. Amen. Peter said, you're the Christ. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you about my father. And then Jesus starts explaining about his death. And Peter, that's just exhilarated by this revelation he just received from Christ, from Jesus, takes Jesus aside and begins to rebuke him. And Jesus turns to Peter that's just, just probably on cloud nine and says, get behind me, Satan. And I just think, my gosh. Doesn't that, that, that's the human experience, isn't it? One minute we're on top of the mountain and then the mountain's on top of us. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father God. Simon, son of Jonah, God has revealed a great thing. Get behind me, Satan. What, I mean, God. how many have ever felt like that in your life? But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but would have everlasting life. Even though we go from one extreme to the other, God continues to love us. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.